Now, listen, they want me to say hello, welcome to the James Well best bit of tonight's show. I wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen, see what you think. Andrew Bowie, Conservative MP for West Aberdeenshire, also he's the uh, vice chair of the Conservative Party as well, joins us. Andrew, good evening. Um, good evening. I hear, I hear also today that uh, now nasty, uh, nasty countries in nasty parts of the world uh, are actually beginning to try and uh, carry out cyber attacks on us. Yeah, I mean, I just think that the when I read that news today, um, you just sort of had to roll your eyes and think uh, which individuals around the world, when we're all trying to come together to fight this global pandemic and find a cure uh, to, to, to get the world back to normal and to protect all the citizens of every country around the world, we'd invest time and money into trying to hack into and disrupt the the work of the very people who are essentially uh-huh. going to be saving lives in the long run. I mean, it just, you just despair sometimes at the at the thought process of some of these people around the world. But that's you know that's uh, the way of the world. The work continues, and uh, thankfully we've got a fantastic organisation in GCHQ and our cybersecurity boffins working away uh, for the government, ensuring that the work that gets carried out is conducted safely and securely. But it's depressing that we even need to think about that sort of thing at a time like this. Yeah, absolutely. But there are, unfortunately, gangs all over the world that they see a little bit of vulnerability and they're right in there, whatever. They're only concerned about themselves, aren't they? Yeah, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that we've got to, we've got to protect against, obviously, whether it's uh, malign states, um, uh, you know, traditional enemies, or whether it is uh, criminal gangs. Um, and that's why we put so much money and effort into making sure that infrastructure, digital infrastructure, is as protected as it can be in this country. But as I said, it is a shame when these people are, you know, working essentially to save the world's population uh, to find a cure for this, a vaccine, that people would disrupt their work. But there we are. Um, and that's why we put in place the measures that we have. Um, about this this traffic light system that, you know, is going to grade the risk of everyday activities, well, <clears throat> they'll come up with that and then something else. I mean, uh, how- Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Oh, um, the mixed messages coming out of government at the moment are amazing because we're being sort of... We're gently being told that there may be some uh, some lifting of restrictions in uh, the next few days. We're going to be told something on Sunday. Apparently, it was going to be Thursday, mm-hmm. um, and then other other people are coming out and saying, "Oh no, it's going to be we're going to be even more stringent. We're going to lock down the over seventies. It's going to be much much more stringent." What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, we we really do have to wait until Sunday to actually see the full picture. I mean, the 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 idea of the the traffic light system has been, uh, you know, uh, well briefed. It came from a leaked document that appeared, I think, at the tail end of the weekend. Um, but the government will be announcing formally the next steps on Sunday. I think it's unwise for us to get drawn too much into what that might look like. Um, well, yeah, come on, come on, Andrew. Sure. You probably know what it is. Give us a go on. Give us a little hint. Come on, come on. I won't tell anybody it came from you. Just a little clue. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little clue. Come uh, believe, on. Man. Believe, believe, believe you me. I know no more than you do at this stage. And I think oh, that's Oh, come on. It's essential that those who are making the decisions. <laughs> at the top, but it's been preempted a bit. Some people have already started releasing themselves. I've noticed it was yeah. a lot busier today. Yeah, no, I think I think I think I've, I think most people across the country have noticed there has been a, a genuine uh, increase in traffic on the roads, people on the streets. Um, but I, I must stress that the government advice at present is still that we mm. all must maintain the social distancing guidelines, stay home. You can't on a bus or, or a train. You just it's impossible. Yeah, that's that, and, and that is essentially what's going to form a lot of what the government are going to be uh, announcing on Sunday. So much work has been gone into with the trade unions, with with industry bodies, with business, with public transport operators, and across government to actually see how we can slowly get the country back to some semblance of normality. Because let's face it, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to be quite reluctant to get on a tube or get on a bus. Um, you know, surrounded by other people having been told for the last seven weeks that they're not even allowed to see close friends and family uh, in, you know, in somebody else's house. So, you know, we've got to make sure we move carefully and slowly and encourage people where we can, but only do so at the relevant time. And that's what's going to come out on Sunday. Yeah, but, you know, there are, there are uh, some people who just won't go out, whatever you say. And there are some people who are getting very fed up with this lockdown um obviously it's very sad anybody dies there are lots and lots of people dying every day from heart attacks from strokes from cancer from various other things as well and i know everybody's got this is all on top of it but are we not in the realms of overdoing this now i mean i i don't think so i mean this uh, pandemic this disease that we're facing it's incurable right now we don't have a vaccine for it i mean many of the other diseases that you spoke about if they are treated in the right way and at the right time by medical experts they can be uh, people can be uh, supported treated uh, and taken yep, and a lot, a lot can't um, a lot can't but also yeah, the majority of, yeah yeah but a, the majority of people who get covid19 
uh, get it mildly. That was another statistic that came out today. So the majority of people get it mildly. Uh, it is very unfortunate that some people get it more seriously and die. Yeah, no, that's you're, you're absolutely right. Essentially, though, what we've got to remember is that this is a disease about which we know very little. Um, it is a disease that has only really been known about um, uh, across the world uh, from January. So the research into this disease and how we best combat it and what it might look like as it develops, we're still at very early stages, which is why we're so keen not to ha see a second peak and so keen to put so much money and effort into getting a vaccine so then we can move forward with certainty. You know, one of the great things that we've achieved in this country, although, of course, it's been absolutely tragic to see how many deaths we've, we've, uh, we, we, we've had, has been the fact that we have actually been able to make sure the NHS hasn't been uh, overburdened or, or, or come under immense strain because of this. And that's because of the measures we've taken. It'd be tragic <clears throat> if we were to go back to norm normality too soon, uh, see more people contract the disease, and for the NHS to be overwhelmed. That would be something that I'd, yeah. I think would be incredibly sure. bad. But, you know, who's going to... I mean, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. understand this, Andrew. But, you know, yeah. the way things are going at the moment... I, I've talked today to a couple of my friends who have little little companies, and they've both gone to the wall in the last week. And it may only be yeah. sort of uh, 10 or 20, maybe 30 jobs. But, you know, those jobs are never probably going to come back, and the companies are probably going to be insolvent and not not really worth anything to sell and this this is happening not just to a I bet everybody can probably tell you a similar story of somebody they know uh, no, um, the economy of this country is going to be wrecked i don't yeah, think the amp in the country yeah they'll get a second chance though country they, that hasn't seen yeah. people that die they yeah. won't ever come back with you know you, your business might fail but you can come back from that yeah, no, look, yeah, I don't but what are we going to do? That won't be able to relate to what you've just said. Whereas I'm seeing companies, small companies, medium companies, um, going to the wall. Sadly, many people be. Essentially, oh. why we're him, looking now at getting this plan, getting the, the economy back up and running. We have put, you know, a lot of money, 50% of UK GDP into supporting industry and business in this country. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Mark Harris, Professor of uh, Virology at University of Leeds. Mark, how are you doing? I'm OK. And you, James, how are you doing? Well, I guess getting very depressed about the whole thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, really, yeah. We're all getting moment, so crazy, aren't we? Yeah. I know, I know. I mean, there are still many thousands of people dying from other things as well, which is, you know, yeah. it, it's all... It's as if... This is the only thing that is causing bereavement. Yeah, but you can moment, stop this from it? happening, can't you? We can stop people dying from this. Well, hopefully we can. Yeah. Hopefully but, we you can. Know, yeah. Well, like we do with heart attacks hopefully and cancer, we, we try and stop them dying from it. So we, mm -hmm. can, we do whatever we can, don't we? Yeah. But the vast majority of people don't get very ill with this, do they? That's the funny thing about it. It attacks just... And they're trying to find out why it does. Anyway... Um, what do you make of this? How many people have actually died? Is it significant? Does it make any kind of... I mean, we can't do anything about it. Can it help us stop more people dying? Well, uh, so, so you're mentioning this 55,000 number, which was came out today, didn't it? Which, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's lots yeah. of numbers out there. I mean, we, we've got a number of 29,000 today, the number of people who've actually died of COVID-19, and that's now higher than Italy, which I guess is a kind of a landmark because we thought Italy really had it bad, but actually we've probably got it worse. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I think that number of 50, that 55,000 is, is the number where they've 
that worked out how many people have died as a result of this of this pandemic, but not necessarily having died of COVID-19. These are people who maybe they had some other underlying condition. They had something, you know, maybe they had terminal cancer or something, but they didn't seek any any medical intervention. Maybe they had an accident, but they couldn't be treated because the hospital was too busy with with treating coronavirus patients. So it's, it's what's called the excess mortality. So it's the the excess number of deaths over what we would normally expect right, yeah. at this time. At this time, so it's it's a kind of an arbitrary number. It's not a real number in a way because it's very difficult. But to, some are indirectly to, caused to, by yeah. coronavirus, yeah. and some are directly. It's all from yeah. And yeah. and and the other thing you'll find is that the numbers are there's lots of numbers out there, and some of them say, well, this number of people have died and. On, on the death certificate, it said something about mm. COVID-19, but actually they didn't have a positive test, so we don't know whether they were infected or not. Yeah. And that wasn't, the, what, that wasn't what was thought to be the primary cause of death. So the numbers are a little bit misleading in a way, and it's, it's difficult to navigate your way through them. Why, yeah, why do they... Do, I mean, is it the public want to be told this, or is it they think they have to tell us? I mean... They wouldn't normally put up how many people die every day and how many people are born every day, would they? No, no. no normally no one would really care, would they, about the absolute no. number of people who are dying. But it's just because there's so many people dying because of one particular cause, which is COVID-19, isn't it? So yeah. and because this is a new thing, we want to know, are more people dying every day or are less people dying every day? And we think that by looking at the trend over the last few weeks, it looks like we have reached a peak and it's starting to decline, but it's not declining as quickly as it should be, really. I mean, the predictions way back were that we'd have a peak and then it would decline and then we could think about lifting the lockdown, but it's not declining as quickly as, as we hoped. But once you lift the lockdown, doesn't it just start going up? Aren't we just in the same position we were when we didn't have any and we knew it was coming? Well, we, we can't just release the lockdown just like that. And I think... No. What, what to me to me is really interesting, and, and we really need to, to sort this out, is who is still getting infected, because we're still getting 4,000 people infected every day with this virus, and yet we've been under lockdown for five weeks. We're all going stir crazy. We're all stuck in our houses, trying not to interact with anybody else at all, and trying not to get infected. And yet 4,000 mm. people a day are still getting infected. So who are these people? Well, it seems that a lot of people... A lot of these people are healthcare professionals. They're people working care homes and hospitals. So that's how they're getting infected. So, and then they presumably will then take that virus back home to their families mm. and, and infect other people. So that's where we need to be really focusing now, I think. Is yeah. the lockdown. And more people how, are going out now yeah. as well. How, yeah, um, the lockdown how, thing is working. Yeah. 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 How, is, how is the... Um, how, how, how dangerous is it generally being on the front line in, in a hospital nursing seriously ill patients that are in, in some way contagious? I mean, do, do people quite often who work in the health service die like that? Well, I don't think, I don't think they do. I think if they're properly mm. protected with the right amount of PPE and they, they know what they're dealing with, they know the way in which to handle patients and they're wearing the proper PPE, they shouldn't get infected. But clearly they are getting infected. Now, whether that's because they're not wearing the PPE properly or whether they haven't got the amount of PPE that they need. And we've heard a lot over the last few weeks about people saying, look, I'm, I'm not being offered the PPE that I need in order to, to treat these patients. And, and 
and staff refusing to treat patients because they don't have the appropriate protection. So I think it's a failure at that point that, that it's a real concern at the moment. But lots of people in hospital are clearly infected and that infection mm. is getting transmitted to the people who are treating them. And those people who are treating them are really exposing themselves, aren't they? They're treating multiple patients. Well, we should get those figures, shouldn't we, on how what percentage <laughs> yeah. is healthcare workers and what is normal? Yeah, I think it's about, it's about half of those numbers is, is healthcare workers. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Let's talk to my good friend and your good friend Peter Egan, animal campaigner, but not tonight. We're going to talk about the afterlife. Um, Peter, good evening. Hi, James. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Um... I, I watched it. I was a little tearful, I must admit. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it was so cathartic for me, I can't tell you. Yeah, I, if I, I must. That, I yeah. must email Ricky and, and tell him it was, you know, I can feel myself getting a little emotional now. Um, but it was, it was just like what happened to me. I didn't go to the completely stupid shrink, by the way, but there we are. That's a, another yeah. story. Yeah. Um, but, but you were... Go on. Uh, no, I can understand. I mean, I'm so s- sorry. I met your wife a few years ago mm. at, uh, in Highgate in one of those uh, old dogs. Yeah. Um, she was a lovely woman. So, I, um, uh, of course, I feel very sad for you. Um, uh, no, it's but fine. I can, understa- I can understand that because I, think, I do think Ricky is very, very clever with Afterlife because um, he t- touches uh, your heart and he also touches your humorous membrane at the same yeah. time. And that kind of throws you into a wonderful kind of cocktail of, of responses. And when I first saw the, when I saw the first series, I was amazed at how pulled in so many different directions I was. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I haven't lost anyone as close to me as you have. So it must have been incredibly poignant as far as you're concerned. I mean, it, it, it was very, not difficult to take. It was interesting to see... You know how his his wife left him a video, uh, talking to him the way Melinda used to talk to me, yeah. and it was it was just and then having to rearrange your life, you know, suddenly thrust into a single life where there'd always been someone to talk to, and it it just it it made me look at myself in a way, and anybody who suffered any kind of bereavement, there must be many many of you out there. I actually can can recommend it, and you might you might think when it starts, you might think, "Oh, I can't stand this. I'm uh, it's really too too near the truth." But stick with it. I watched both seasons over the weekend. Why did it make you feel? What was it made you feel better? The way it lightened it, it sort of, but it was serious. Yeah, yet, the way like the way his life has has gone full circle, and and it ended up. I won't ruin it for everybody, but it ended up looking. There must be another series coming. Looking, he only ever does two, a... but he sometimes does a special. Well, it looks he like uh, he's only ever done two in the past. I, I yeah. think he's thinking seriously about doing a third because oh, right. there's so much more material right. here. I, yeah. I, I, well, will you tell him to? I, I certainly will. I'll beg him to. Um, mm. um, I, I think what is interesting, two interesting headlines um, in the, this series was when he, Ricky's character, talks about I don't miss doing things with my wife. I miss doing nothing. Um, so it's that sense of yeah. just being together and being and not doing things because you yeah. love each other so much and you trust each other so much. And that seems to have been a very resonant kind of uh, 
response from the second series. And also a line that I have uh, at the end of the, the second series um, where I think I've said something like, life, uh, life goes on. And yeah. um, that seems to have been quite um, resonant <clears throat> as a driving force. And do you think, do you think Rick, did Ricky write this on his own? And if he did, how did he do it? Yeah, I think, he, yes, he certainly writes the whole thing on his own. Um, it, it, I mean, I, he is a, he's a bit of a kind of genius, I think. Well, he is, he is, no doubt about that. Yeah. But, I mean, has he experienced something like that? I mean, how would you write about that? Or just spoken to people who have experienced it, maybe? Or... Um, I, I don't know personally whether he's experienced something like that. I, I think that he has a great imagination. Yeah. I mean, I, I, have you ever seen him in, in doing his stand-up? Yes. I mean, he no, did. He'd never I done that before, yeah. and he literally did it, and, he, you know, he, he owned yeah. it, didn't he? What is what I find amazing about him is that um, when I watch him is that he manages to take the audience, as it were, over the precipice of a feeling, and but he never drops you. He always brings you back, mm, yeah. and, and I think that's a remarkable ability that he has. And he can do dark humour perfectly. Absolutely, you know. yeah. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Well, you won't. I don't think you'll be going anywhere. Don't get excited. It'll be, no, me, it'll be just... people like me, very fit individuals, who will be <laughs> allowed out to see you. <laughs> what was that? It's going to be 25 it. at the weekend. Don't get me jealous. I'm going to change the subject now. Don't get me angry, jealous. Okay, man. Yeah. Don't bang your head again. All right. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, do the other, if you I do, do the other side so it balances out a bit. Just lost the app off my machine, fiddling around with it. Oh, you fumbling fingers! I'll have to re redo it. You might as well say obese people aren't going to be because they're. They were saying that today. Getting it badly. They said that today. I was very hurt Did actually they? by that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've no, never seen a fox ambulance. I've never. No, no, I've well, not. Yeah. There's mm. a government advisor been caught today, so if he can be caught, well, yeah, they, you can be caught. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not doing it. I'm oh, just saying. That, well, you would anyway, say that, wouldn't mind. you? That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.